Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Sometimes the world looks like you ain't ever seen it before. Stuck behind never-ending windows. All you need is a door. Searching for something to put a smile back on your face. Just remember in unusual times it can come from an unusual place. You need a partner for the ride. Cause everybody needs a climb. So set your worries to the side. Just ask. Say the word and I'll be there. Just ask. You know the greatest things in life. I'll come in a pair They say hindsight's 2020, But that ain't far enough behind me So if you want the sweetest honey I think hindsight's 1990 There's no need to pretend I got a hand I can land Cause when you really need a friend Just ask Shit 90 shows taught me Shit 90 Shows Taught Me was not filmed before a live studio audience. Welcome back to Shit 90 Shows Taught Me. I'm Jess Sterling here with my co-host, Sarah Ferguson. Sarah, how are you? Jess, I don't want to alarm you, but I feel something's a-coming. Oh, God. That's so good. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's on its way here. I'm not going to say that we're going to get snowed into this podcast, but it could very well happen. <laughs> That's the case. Winston will keep me warm. Yeah, I don't have to keep you warm. We, you, you have no a, one needs to get naked. No, you have a hundred pound dog to keep you warm. He's, he's 80 something, but you know. And listener. I have two dogs that equal 25 pounds and they yeah. can keep me warm, too. Do you I know? Suppose. Do you know Shih Tzus were bred to be feet warmers? The only reason I knew that is because you've already told me once upon a time. What a bitch! <laughs> <laughs> Let me live. It's not my fault huh? that you like to say Shih Tzu facts. It's not my fault. The only thing that I learned Shih Tzu facts. I learned so much on vacation. I know a lot more about like wild animals. About everything. About life. Right. So So you just came back from vacation. Yeah. We're recording our first episode since you've been back. Yeah. No, you listeners wouldn't have noticed a difference because we were putting out podcasts every day anyway. Or not every day. (laughs) Regularly. (laughs) On our regularly scheduled program. We have put out a podcast every (laughs) single day. Now, if you did not see that in your podcasting stream, then you have to contact iTunes.com <laughs> and tell them. Contact iTunes say, and demand Hello, we need more of this podcast. Excuse me. Why is my Shit 90 Shows Taught Me podcast not in my podcast feed? 
every single every day. Every single day. And they're going to be People like, would immediately unsubscribe. Yeah. Like, this is far too much. They'd be like, ma'am or sir, good sir. <laughs> um, I This is, I can't. This is not even a prominent podcast. Why are you even yeah. impressed about this? <laughs> it's like, have you, have you checked out the lady gang? Or... <laughs> <laughs> um, maybe even can we point you to office ladies? Yeah, there's so many better things you could be listening to. Yeah. Um, but you're here with us and we appreciate it as always. Um, because we're here to talk some Boy Meets World. It's been a minute, um, since we've talked about Boy Meets World in real time. Um, and I'm excited to get back into it, especially with these two episodes, because one, I think, is like. <laughs> I can't believe this was actually an episode of television. Yes. And the other one I really liked. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now, Jessica, have you, before we get started, have you ever joined the mob? Uh, I mean, even if I did, I don't think I'm supposed to reveal it on a how podcast. Many, how much, what's your, you took 23 and Me, right? Like, what's your percentage of Italian? I've actually never done a 23 and Me. Um, or I should. You never took, like, a DNA test? No, um, turns I'm out not, I d- like, I did. Turns out I'm 100 that bitch. Zero <laughs> percent Italian, actually. I was gonna say I am also almost positive I'm zero percent Italian. I'm mostly like German, Irish, like white European is what I is right what I identify as. Yeah, white European. Um, so no, I'm not at all Italian. Um, but I understood. I just we just finished The Sopranos in our household. Um, I've already seen it. I was rewatching it because my husband had never watched it before. Um, and we just finished it. And so like this was very like you know spot on for just having finished The Sopranos. Yeah, the episode easy street episode twelve of season yeah. four. Um, very fun episode. I'm I'm like excited to dive right in. Are you ready to dive into yeah. this? Episode? It's a it's a Christmas episode. <laughs> How is this a Christmas? This is like I know it's supposed to be a Christmas episode, it's, but like it's a Christmas episode because the only reason that like Sean justifies joining the mafia is I gotta I want to buy Christmas presents for my friends and family. Yeah, why doesn't he ask his dad for money, considering his dad now has a job and is, like, raking in the bill? Good old nine to five. Exactly. Um, But anyway, easy street. Um, We are in um, Zaddy Turner's class. He's still dressed like a a sexy Poindexter time traveler. Um, And Topanga's reading The Road Not Traveled, which is like everybody had to read this in English class, right? Like everybody read this poem. I If I did, I don't remember, but. <laughs> Wasn't that good? Yeah, it's a it's a, a poem, right? Yeah, yes, a poem. Is that how people, do you say poem or do you say poem? Uh, I see I, poem, but I like to say poem. poem. Do you think it sounds fancier? I do. It's like when people say Nietzsche. <laughs> Nietzsche instead of niche fettuccine instead of fenicheech fenicheech I don't know <laughs> uh, I don't know no is that like the gobble ghoul <laughs> nobody says that so we gotta get Tommy on he's Italian he would have been able to advise us on all of these things yeah um, special correspondent Italian correspondent Tommy Pizzullo oh. um anyway yeah he's like legit Italian um so we get Corey and Sean fall asleep 
a falling and sleeping class. And I love them, like the back and forth of the snoring and the yip yips. Yip, 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 yip. Would you be the, <laughs> I think I would be the yipper and you would be the snore. I'm a heavy breather. I take offense to like being called a snorer, but like I'll say I'm a heavy breather. But would, I have you, would you be doing the yipping? No, you'd be the yipper. I'm definitely sure. the yipper. The yipper like the skipper. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I and I love when Feeney comes in and he's like, that's strange because in my class, um, Sean is the yipper and Corey, yeah. is the sh- they switch positions yeah. depending on like what class they're in. And I thought that was yeah. very funny. I really love when they wake up and they don't know whose class they're in because Feeney and Turner. <laughs> yeah. Where am I? Who's like, I don't even know what class I slept through. Yes, and um, and I love how Turner is like. I think of them as job security. <laughs> yeah, um, but they get this huge assignment over Christmas break again. It's like every break they have these freaking giant assignments, um, and they're supposed to be writing about like their choices and how their choices would affect their lives. Basically, yeah. like they're supposed to write down every decision they make. And how it could affect their lives. Yeah. Which, like, you make a lot of decisions in a single day. So to do right. this over in your entire Christmas break is, like, a bit much. It's a, it's, a, it's a big project. Like, thinking about, like, what decisions I made today. Um, I decided to actually show up to my doctor's appointment. What happens <laughs> if I missed it for the third time? I don't know. There you go. Or yeah. um, what, what happens if you didn't go to Starbucks today? You'd what if extra I didn't tired. go to Starbucks? I got my phone. Like, what would I do? There's so mm-hmm. many decisions that you make in a day. Maybe when you're like um, 15 years old, you don't make as many decisions, but it's still a lot. And they yeah. talk about like what the last decision they made was. And it's apparently they both got jobs during their winter break. Um, Very responsible of them, I will say. Yeah, because you know what's interesting? Like, I was thinking, like, did Corey ever have a job in this show? Because obviously we see Eric has to work, but I mm-hmm. I couldn't remember Corey having a job. But apparently this is, yeah. besides babysitting, this is his uh, first job. And he got it at a local restaurant. While Sean has a quote-unquote cushy job at the docks. Yeah, we'll see how cushy that job is in a moment. Um, and meanwhile, our other storyline for the episode is we're at the the Matthews Outpost. Wilderness, whatever the hell. Will Matthews and Wilderness Outpost. It's so stupid. I refuse to say the actual name. It's so dumb. Um, and Lonnie is apparently still around. Um, and she's really upset because she's not going to be with her family for Christmas. Her mom's going to cook a goose and bake pies and cookies. She starts crying. Eric's comforting her. And she, like, actually wipes his her nose on his sweater, which is fucking cool. But also Eric likes it. It's like, I'm going to save this sweater for the rest oh. of my life. Let's snot all over it. No, thank yeah, you, ma'am. It's going to crust up. Disgusting. Ugh. Yeah. Um, and so she's like, he's like, you know what? I'll drive you home. And she's like, it's 500 miles. And he's like, I will drive you home. We'll have so much time in the car together to bond. And she's like giddy. Yeah, she's, she's very happy. He's How definitely is 500 miles. 500 miles is uh, like eight hours. OK, so like a full day of driving. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's a it's I mean, it's a definitely a drive, but it's definitely a drive where you can like fall in love with somebody. <laughs> he really is treating this like it's a rom-com yeah. um, and he doesn't understand he's not the main character. 
I mean, who who is the main character? I don't even know. I mean, Corey is. Corey's, Corey's the main it's character. So we see Corey yeah. at his new restaurant job. Yes. Um, he's like a little like busboy, right? Like, or like a little waiter. I don't know, but it's like he seems more like a waiter than a busboy. He's actually even making like cappuccinos, which yeah. to me, like on your first day to be making cappuccinos, a, like woo. yeah, big job. Uh, mm-hmm. so this is like some sort of like Italian restaurant with literally nobody in it. Mm-hmm. Except true like Sopranos to me. <laughs> yeah, except for Mr. Fontaine and Mr. Martini, played by Buddy Hackett and Soupy Sales. Um, and they and basically Corey is like nervous around these two guys, and they're like very Sopranos-esque. Yeah, they're very mafia-esque. They end up liking his cappuccino, which apparently he added a dash of cinnamon to. I like his initiative. It's very basic to add cinnamon to a cappuccino. So I say low effort. Yeah, but if someone someone didn't ask for it, though, you're taking a risk. I I think it's standard with a cappuccino. No, that's not standard unless you ask for it. No Mm. one's putting cinnamon on your cappuccino. I disagree. Well, if you go to Starbucks, they're not going to put it on there unless you ask. That's true. But at like a fine Italian restaurant, I think that they would. Fair. Um, but they so, like it. So then they like him. Yes. They love Corey. They want him to accompany his new bride to the beauty salon. This is like a big deal. And Corey's like happy because he's getting tipped like buco bucks. $20. To to big time stuff in the yeah. 90s. 20 bucks. $20 to escort this girl and he's worried about it's like well my new boss is going to be you know is not going to want me to do it and then the two guys are like we'll take care of him yeah we've got sam don't you worry we've taken care of sam don't you worry yeah so so (laughs) it's very not safe no and Corey is so I love Corey because he is very naive like I feel like that is one of his more like endearing personality traits is how naive he is and I feel like I would have been him you know at that age like I wouldn't have realized what was going on you know I just love how like innocent he is he looks through the world with like baby's eyes you know rose color glasses yeah um, unlike Sean, who's working his new job on the docks. <laughs> I think that Sean's acting was so good in this scene. It was. Yeah. Can I ask you a question, though? Did you notice anything different about Sean's face? Or I should say, um, he I has a say gap in his strong. two front teeth. Oh, that's not what I was talking oh. about. I never noticed between, until these two episodes that he has a gap in his two front teeth. And it's like, no, is this new? Did you get like punched dude like what happened that wasn't what i noticed what i noticed was i feel like someone plucked his eyebrows oh so you think that he has a gap in his two front teeth and his eyebrows got thinner they look thinner i'm telling you someone gave him more 90 standard 90s spermy brows they're looking quite spermy don't you can't say that sean has spermy brows look at his eyebrows i'm not i'm not even trying to shade him let's take a look Number Look one, if anybody knows about this gap tooth. Now, as somebody that is also a gap tooth, like, I get Can it. you squirt water through it? Uh, Not really. I don't know. No. I feel like that is what I would do. If, no. You know. No, I don't. You know, I don't squirt water through my gap tooth. <laughs> uh, my gap is not that big. 
But mm-hmm. um, let's see. I'm trying to get a front view of. I keep just getting. Just look at one of the fashion hour yeah. shots. Yeah. Oh, they're okay. They are suspiciously thin. You are correct. They're very thin, and I noticed it immediately. And again, I am not the most observant human being, but like I kind of pay attention to brows. Like I feel like brows kind of. Yeah. Are the frame of the face, you know? Like, you yes. want your brows like to be looking our good. our friend Felipe has amazing brows. Oh, I would kill to have Felipe's brows. Um, they're, like, not, so... Not on yourself, though. They're very masculine. I, well, I mean, I'm just saying, like, he has good shape. Like, it's the good shape. He, yeah. I don't know if he routinely plucks or what, but, like, they always... Like, they're all together, whereas I get, like, stray little hairs everywhere. And it's, like, every day I'm plucking a rogue one, you know, trying to go off and form a third eyebrow or something. Oh. Yeah, I'm looking at uh, Hair Today, Goon Tomorrow, and I I honestly like Sean's brows a lot better in episode two. I'm telling you. Now, I am looking for a gap tooth, and I've yet to see him smile, because Sean doesn't really smile often. No, you're right. He does doesn't smile which a is also something that I can relate to so <laughs> I don't I can't I can't really tell if there's a gap there yeah but either way his eyebrows look a lot different yeah um, no you're right with the brows oh and he does have a guy gap tooth his gap okay, tooth so is as noticeable as my gap tooth is it's not a huge gap tooth yeah but it's definitely there so he comes in and he's freezing because apparently at three in the morning it was 50 below and he had to unload some kind of Turkish freighter um, and he wants Corey to make him cocoa. <laughs> and, and then he goes and he touches Corey's face with his cold hands and I love Corey just being like, no cocoa for you. That's it. <laughs> oh my gosh. I think, yeah, I like how he was like telling the story about it's like he um like I, I didn't want he was like it, it's really cold and he's like well you signed, signed up for the job and then I said it's like well you got to deal with it yeah okay yeah I can't um, do the impression but I thought it was no. really funny. <laughs> yeah um so Corey's basically like you should have gotten a job at my job it's actually cushy I made like all this money in such a short amount of time. Mm-hmm. So then he brings Corey or Sean to his job. Yeah, and he wants to show him what's up. He's like, look at, watch me make 20 bucks. And so one of the mafia bros is like, here's this envelope. Go to 14th and Pine and mail this. And Corey apparently knows where every fucking mailbox is <laughs> in, in town. this town. A wild Ridiculous. to me. Wild. He's like, I don't, Who would know? I don't want to speak out of turn, but there is no mailbox. Yeah, and I just love the guys. Like, it's it's very well done in terms of, like, being a parody of mafia stuff. Because he's like, today there's going to be a mailbox at 14th and Pine. Today and there's going to be a mailbox at 14th and Pine. Don't <laughs> yeah. worry about it. It will be yeah. there. And, of course, Corey notices there's no stamp or address on the envelope. And he's like, you're a noticer. I noticed that. You're a noticer. <laughs> I'd like that about you, but don't ask any questions and just drop it off. So then Corey's like, I'm going to I'm going to go. And then Sean's like, I you know that they're totally in the mob. Right. And Corey's like, no, they're not. He's like, oh, the nice mob. (laughs) And he's like, no, 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 no. So then uh, Corey quits. He does not go to the mailbox. I would do it. 
Um, I'd be nervous. I don't know. I'd the be nervous. Box, like, what's in the envelope? Later on, very suspect. The envelope. I feel like being like a kid, you can like probably get yourself out of this, like with the cops if need be. Yeah. Um, but it's still a bit of a sketchy situation. Um, and so Corey like immediately quits. And of course, Sean is like, oh, okay, great. Like, there's I'm just going to take over. Yeah, there's an opening for me now. I want to make $20 doing small tasks. I mean, in this short amount of time, Corey made 160 bucks. Yeah. And here's the thing, too, is Sean gets in their good graces immediately because he, like, is very loyal to Corey. And he's like, don't worry. He's a good guy. Like, he's a good kid. Don't mm-hmm. worry about it. And they're like, oh, you're loyal. We like loyalty, you know. Um, and so they hire him. And he's apparently, like, bringing them hazelnut biscotti. Mm-hmm. And... um. And then they have like, what is it? I think they have a joke about like the takeout business, like ha ha ha, the takeout business. Um, And of course, Corey sees all this going down. And then he's like, what are you doing? Like, you were the one who told me that this is the mafia. Why are you working for them? And um, he's like, oh, it's just a nice family restaurant in a quiet neighborhood until a car backfires. And they both just like they jump. Leap they onto like, the ground. yeah, they're like, um, it's just a car backfiring. And it's like, well, if it's a car backfiring and like, why are we on the ground? Like it's they definitely thought it was a gunshot. They're not feeling safe here. Yeah. And um, Sean like basically says to Corey, he promises he's like this is only for a few days like I just want to make some Christmas money so I could buy my friends presents like it's very important to him and like we've seen this come up in the past with Sean where like money becomes really important because it's not something he's ever had and he always feels like I mean we saw do you remember the like the season one Christmas episode where like Sean like says oh his dad's gonna get him this and his dad's gonna get him that Mm -hmm. but like they didn't have any money and so this is like a very common thread and as as ridiculous as this episode is and it is ridiculous like there are threads of like truth and Mm -hmm. realistic things right like I, I mean that's a great example of an episode because in that episode the whole thing was that Corey bought Sean this like expensive basketball and or gave him the basketball yeah. that was supposed to be given to him. And then Sean couldn't afford to like repay him with a gift. And they got into that fight because, you know, it, it, he felt like a charity case. So this was going to be the first time that he would be able to afford a nice gift for his friends and family. And that's like a big deal, especially right. to him. <clears throat> Right. And then Corey, but Corey comes back with like, well, it's going to change you. Like, watch out. And Sean denies it, you know, whatever. Um, Meanwhile, Eric is driving Lonnie home. And I don't understand why they stop in the middle of a blizzard. Like, to me, it doesn't make sense why you're going to stop your car in the middle of a blizzard. I would keep driving to get to, like, a safe place to stop Mm -hmm. rather than just, like, on the side of the road because apparently they have five feet of dense packed snow um and she tells him like don't panic don't worry about it and he says oh i'm gonna protect you and of course he like tries to slam the door open 
Which doesn't work. I don't understand how he hits his head so hard. <laughs> Who knows? I mean, it's honestly Eric, so like anything could happen. He probably yeah. like was ramming his entire body into it and just hit his head on the window. Um, yeah. But I don't I think it does make sense. Like you can't drive through snow like that. You're he's going to have to um like stop on the side of the road. I guess, but, like, it's just weird to me that they waited until there's five feet of snow to stop somewhere. You know what I mean? Like, if I'm on a highway, I'm pulling it's off before in the middle that. Of nowhere, though. Maybe. Um, so this whole story is so ridiculous. So um, then we're back at the Matthews house, and Sean comes in, and he bought Corey a present. Now, this isn't even Christmas. Like, I don't even know when this is, but apparently, like, this is the Christmas episode, so he's like, oh, I got you a present. I love, I love the like, light up, light up my little elf. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, so he gets him this watch, which apparently is very expensive. They don't, I don't think they say how much it is though. I don't remember them saying how much no, it is. No, but it's probably like, I'm going to guess it's probably like a hundred, around a hundred dollars. Uh, yeah, which is, which is a lot, um, especially back mm-hmm. then and especially for a Or maybe like 50 to, an, 50 to 100 dollars is my yeah. guess. Which um, is, which is really kind. Yeah, very, very sweet. Um, I can see him like picking it out and like wanting, yeah. really excited to give it to Corey. So Corey, they talk about like where Corey asked where he got this watch and they argue about like if if Sean should keep this mafia job or not. Yeah, because Corey doesn't want doesn't like where like how he bought it. Like he doesn't like where the money came from that bought the watch, Um, even though it says like it's very cute. It's engraved. It says to my best friend, Corey. I like that. That's a sweet gift. Um, yeah, and Corey's like, well, you said you can quit. Like, why don't you just quit? And Corey says that while he was working there for, like, I don't know, like a few days, I guess, he made $160. And he says to Sean, like, if you quit, I will give you all this money. Like, That's you can easy have- money. That's easier yeah. money than your easy money. Exactly. And Sean says, no, of course not. Like, keep that money, buy something for Topanga, buy a Christmas present for Topanga. Um, and Corey, you know, is like obviously disappointed, but he confirms to Sean that tomorrow that he's coming over. I think it was it like Christmas Eve, I think. And he's going to come over because they have like a big get together on Christmas Eve. And so Sean's like, yeah, of course, like I'm going to be there. Um, and I mean, Corey does end it very nicely. And he says, you know, thank you for the watch. Not because it's a nice watch, but because who it's from, you know, it means a lot that it's from you. Which I, is I do sweet. like how Corey kept it instead of like being like, take this back like I don't want it. it's dirty money yeah it's a dirty watch like I you know it's I think that would have like made Sean sad I, I do like that he kept it I don't know you're yeah pro- he you're didn't want to end it on a sour no I yeah. think like he understands where Sean's coming from like his heart is in the right place it's just like he doesn't want Sean to think like you have to buy me nice things for our, us to be good friends you know mm-hmm. it's never been a factor in their friendship yeah um so Next, we hear the door banging on the Matthews house and Lonnie is just dragging Eric inside. He like obviously knocked his head. Um, Lonnie says Lonnie goes into this whole story about how they almost died. Yeah, I like how Lonnie is like, I didn't want to tell your parents this, Eric, but we absolutely almost died. (laughs) 
<laughs> Apparently she held him in her arms naked and Eric is devastated. He's like, next time that happens, wake me up. I don't know. If, like, I'm thinking like if it was like a hot man and he had to wrap his arms around me to keep me warm, I do think that I would want to be awake for that. I mean, fair enough. Also, like, for consent purposes. Granted, if he's going to die, I guess it's it's not really a sexual thing at that point. It's a, like, survival right. thing, you yeah. know? Um, but, yeah, very funny moment. And then Amy brings in the soup. Um, and then we're back with Sean at his job at Sam's. And Mr. Fontaine and Mr. – what is it? Martini? Fontini? Yeah. No, um, Font- Mr. Fontaine and Mr. Mar- uh, Martini want to uh, give him a task – on Christmas Eve, and he was supposed to go over to the Matthews family for dinner. Yeah. yeah, so they say, here's a box. You have to take this take this box to this place. A car is going to come by and take the box. They're going to give you an envelope, bring the envelope back to us. Mm-hmm. And then they basically say, like, if you do this, we look into, like, hiring you on a permanent basis. Right. Like, that seems like an initiation type of situation. Right. Here. And also the thing is that, like, at first Sean was like, I can't. Like, that's a really tough day for me. It's Christmas yeah. Eve. And then they offer him $200 to do it. Which is a lot of money, especially for Sean, who, like, didn't grow up with a lot of money. I would do it. You know, like, it's a, it's a ton of money. Yeah. <gasps> I would do it. I I need $200, like, now. Like, I literally, <laughs> I, I want the money. Yeah. So we see Sean outside in the snow. And, like, first of all, I want to know how far he had to go to, like, bring this box, right? Because it looked how like, find him? It looked like it was back at the docks. Maybe. Oh, Probably maybe. not. Maybe back at the dock. Wherever the docks may be. Like, I never thought that the Matthews. I ne- Like, is Philly even near a body of water like that? I guess so. Yeah. No, it is. There's, like, rivers and stuff. So but it's at the docks. Yeah, it's, it's strange. Corey finds him, and he's like, what are you doing here? We're having Christmas Eve at my house, remember? Um, and he's, and then Corey, like, makes fun of Mr. Fontaine and Mr. Martini by saying, you know, oh, loyalty, I like that. He's like, you're their coffee boy. They don't care if you live or die. I care about you. Your family cares about you. Come spend time with us. Um, but Sean just, like, fights back again. Like, he just Mm -hmm. keeps saying he wants money to buy things for his friends. And Corey asks, well, what's in the box then? And Sean doesn't know. He, like, he hasn't looked. Yeah. And he says, as long as I don't open this box, it's not my problem. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, it might, it could be as simple as, like, I like to think about, like, that's a teddy bear. Like, it's, you know. Yeah. Anything for it to not be. What it probably is. <laughs> but what is it? Like. It's probably, like, drugs. It's oh, That was okay. my guess. It was okay. drugs. I mean, because Corey says, like, let's guess the street value of the teddy bear. Like, I never. To me, it's most likely drugs. Is that what they do in The Sopranos? They, like, deal drugs? I've never watched I mean, same- it's so many things. I say, like, they have their hands in so many different pots in that show. But, I yeah, never lot, really thought of, of like, what mod people actually do besides fight other mod people. <laughs> It's like a lot of it is like there's like stolen stuff. It's um they offer people protection for money, which is basically just like blackmailing people for money. Yeah. Um but yeah, so like uh they they basically say like, you know, Corey says they're only 16 years old. Like it's easy to end up on the road that you're currently on. But, like, you don't have to take this road. You can get out. Make decisions, you know? go to the 
path less followed or mostly followed. Or less taken yeah. or whatever. Yeah. yeah. I'm circling back to the beginning where we're Yeah, because we have about- to connect it back to that. Yeah. So uh, he, then they decide, like, you know, I, I don't have to be part of the mob. and <laughs> Let's drop this box off at Sam's and get out of this this mafia career that we're getting ourselves into. Yeah, because he says the difference is that, like, in the poem, or, like, what Corey tries to say is, the difference is in the poem, the guy's alone. Well, you have a best friend, and according to my watch, I do too. And so we should take the road that leads back to my house that doesn't have a box with a teddy bear in it. <laughs> um, like, I, I, like, I don't know. Like, I like this. Um... I think it's sweet like it's another Corey Sean connection yeah I think it's like a bit silly and ridiculous to think of it actually being a thing oh totally like but I think that it's kind of I don't know I like how did we end up here who knows does it make sense that like Sean joins the mafia I don't know but it's where we ended up and I thought that it was like an, an okay episode like not it's okay it's certainly not top tier not top yeah. tier not our worst um no I think that um the B storyline is like not awful terrible it's fine. Oh, and we do get the last scene where, like, the, it's Christmas Eve still, and Alan is, like, opening up a box with, like, a shirt he had already picked out, and Eric tries to, like, tell Lonnie that there's a blizzard, um, and, um... And then they do like a group photo, but like Feeney and Turner are there too. Yeah. It's like everybody is involved it's, in this it's, Christmas it's Eve like, party. Merry Christmas from like yeah. Boy Meets World. Does it say that? Yeah. yeah. I think so. Yeah. Um, yeah. This was a weird Christmas episode. And I don't know why like every single Christmas episode has to have somebody with like a stereotypical Jersey accent going back to like the bada bing bada boom gnome. Yeah, there's the bada bing bada boom guy. Yeah, there's something about MVP. Christmas and Boy Meets World that just makes makes you want to talk like this and say like, yeah. you know, we're going to have some dealings and like, yeah, going, go give me a cappuccino with the cinnamon, kid. Yeah, and we're going we're going to give you a box, and if you do it, then I'm going to give you two hundred dollars. Yeah, it's just, it's very funny. It's very, like, it's like a parody, so I, I can appreciate that. It's um, a serialized episode. You love serialized episodes. Oh, not serial. Uh, genre. Genre episodes, sorry. Genre. Yeah, fair. It's fair. just like the Chicken Nugget episode. Of Community. Yeah. I mean, not quite, but sure. Um, it's same yeah. caliber of episode. <laughs> I'm sure if you don't know community, that's like there's this like chicken. There's nugget, the mafia episode. Chicken episode. It's, yes. And it's like revered as like one of the best episodes. It is. Um, but yet yeah, this one was fine. It's a bit it is like I was laughing at the ridiculousness of it, but yeah. like I was still laughing. So, you know, um, you can't be mad at it. But um let's take a quick ad break before we get into the next episode of Boy Meets World that we have to discuss. Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. All right. 
let's get into B&B's B&B. Perfect the name. name. On this. The perfect name for an episode. Never been done before. Truly inspirational. <laughs> B&B's B&B. But who are the B and the B? Who is B&B? That's it's not B&W's B&B. It's B and B. B and who is B? That is a great They didn't question. change their names, did they, for this? Like did they, no, they didn't I, call they're still Sean I and Corey. Have no freaking clue. In fact, there is not a B in Sean Hunter, Corey Matthews, or Topanga Lawrence. There is no B in <laughs> any of those names. Not why one did they do this? B. I don't know. Even George Feeney, not a B. Who's the B in the B and B? None of, uh, this is a mystery that only the detective babysitters can solve, I think. <laughs> and I need to call in the detective babysitters. Oh, my God. Hold on. I might have figured it out. The what? Ri- the writers of this episode is Howard Busgang and Mark Blutman. What egomaniacs <laughs> that they're just like, oh, bitch, it's our b and It's our, the writers are like, this is our B&B. Meanwhile, we don't even know who these motherfuckers no, are. We're like, who are these old white men? I don't know. <laughs> It's what? like we're they're like we're the B and B and we're gonna name the episode after us. It's like you don't Mark B&B's and Howard, B&B. you don't get it. You don't yeah. get to name the Mark episode. Mark and Howard need to not. How about that? Yeah. Let's is this even in the trivia? Like is this people <laughs> No. This is ridiculous. No one knows. No one knows. Maybe, but I maybe know. you're the first person to figure it out, though. I, might, I very well might be the very first person to figure out whose B&B it's, it is. It's, I mean, you know, that famous B&B, Busman, Busgang, and Blutman. What unfortunate last name, Busgang. Too. What kind of name is Busgang? I, Mr. A, a bad one. Mr. Busgang. Busgang. I don't know. Is it German? But they... <laughs> I don't know. So this episode is great. This episode is great. Um, uh, high, I'm excited. High tier television, I, yeah. I would say. So we start off with, I think both storylines for me, the A and the B work in this episode. I um, And I don't even know which one's A and I don't know which one's B. I think that they're 50 I think the Sean and Corey are probably A. a but I got excited every time we go to yeah. storyline B. Um, So... What do we got? Feeney's going on a vacay. Yeah, so Eric is first going to Boston for a camping show. Um, and Alan is like, Eric, you're not there to party. You're there to, like, apparently do research for the store yeah. or something. What is this, like, convention um, that he's going to? Some kind of camping convention, I guess. Yeah. Um, And um, so there's that whole situation. And then Feeney runs in, and he's trying to hide from Sean. <laughs> Because Sean desperately wants to drop economics. Um, he doesn't want to do this project where he has to, like, come up with a business, pretend he's running it, and yeah. write an essay. Like, it doesn't seem that difficult, no, Sean. I'm just saying. I have something to admit. After what? all this time, I still don't know the difference between macro and microeconomics. Macro is, like, big and micro is small. Okay, that's something that I could have spelled out to my own. Well, then I don't know. That's the extent of my knowledge. I'm certainly not an economics major. I know, but like I feel like that's the first thing that you learn in economics. And I I will Google. Hold on, macro versus microeconomics. Apparently, a lot of people have Googled this. Yeah. 
Um, okay. Ma- microeconomics is the study of individuals and business decisions, while macroeconomics looks at the decisions of countries and governments. There you go. Stunning. Micros individuals, yeah. macros larger scale. Got it. So. Um, so yeah, he wants to drop economics. And Feeney's like, dude, just like do the work. He doesn't say dude, but do the work, Sean. Just do yeah. the work. It's not that hard. Yeah, this is like the dream that we all have when you're like, I took a class and I haven't showed up all semester, but now I want to <laughs> drop the class, but in real yeah. life. Yeah, basically, basically. This is the real life situation. Um, and so Feeney gives Amy his keys to his house because he's going away to stay in a and b um, which like, OK, here's the situation. Mm-hmm. Have you stayed in a and b Are you a and b stayer? Absolutely. I am. OK, I would never. <laughs> you would never. I don't like, first of all, I don't like that like a and b is like in someone's house. Like it weirds me out. Jessica. Okay, I'm going to stop down for one second. (laughs) Jessica, you went to Seattle, and after you went to the hotel, where did you stay? I stayed at an Airbnb. And what the fuck do you think the business model (laughs) of an Airbnb came from? It's, It's, okay, yes, it's similar but different. And here's the reason. We had our own bathroom. We had our own kitchen. We had our own entire floor. Like, I didn't even know other people existed in the same space as us because we never, ever saw them after we checked in. That is what I want out of my vacation. I don't want to see strangers. I don't want to speak to strangers. I certainly don't want to eat breakfast with strangers. Okay. I hear you. But you can also sign up for different breakfast times. So, like, technically, you don't really have to, like, see the strangers is it awkward though like it's when not. you go down for breakfast and there's like some rando cooking for you it's not i mean you know what you're getting into but what's the difference of like you staying at like a hyatt and they have continental breakfast and there's somebody like making waffles for you Because it's more like corporate it's not as, like, personal. But they're, like, so nice. And they're, like, hi, this is my, like, family recipe of, like, baked oatmeal that, like, but I don't want made. your family recipe of baked oatmeal. I don't want to talk to people I don't know. That's the difference. It's, I don't, once I check in to wherever I'm staying, yeah. bye, see you never. I hope I never see you again. This is my vacation Yeah, now. I mean, I've stood at b I feel like you know what you're getting into. Side. There's, like, there. there's a charm about it. And I, I just, like, they picture, like, China, like, I picture those, like, porcelain dolls that stare at you when I think of B&Bs. You know what I mean? Like, they're really, like, old like, and, like, creepy. You're envisioning, like, a haunted Victorian mansion <laughs> with demon dolls that <laughs> yeah. will murder you. I, exactly. I've never stayed in a and b room that had porcelain dolls as decor. I don't... Well, that's good. I don't think that that's favorable in this day and age. But no, but do you? OK, is it also crazy to you that Feeney was going to spend two hundred dollars a night at this B&B back in the 90s? Two hundred. I mean, that's an expensive place, but also he's trying to impress his lady friend. That's true. So apparently nowadays that would be like three hundred and thirty nine dollars. I mean, it's steep, but there's like B&Bs that cost like Bitch. I'm not you can Airbnbs. get like a suite at a hotel. I mean, for that you don't much. know Jessica. Like maybe like he has like the honeymoon suite. Like there's like I've never shared Coffee. when I went to <laughs> when I <I've, laughs> when I've stayed at 
B Airbnb um, uh, bed and breakfasts like typically I do get my own bathroom like maybe they got like the, the honeymoon suite or like the big suite with yeah. like its own bathroom and like a kitchenette like maybe that's what's going on like maybe it's like the nicest place and if you see this woman like three times a year of course you're going to want to shell out money for the nicest place I guess so but I just think it's just weird to me because I feel like this convention is at a hotel. So, like, why is he going to a B&B? But he's not um, going to the convention. I don't know why. Why is he there? I think that it's, like, one of those. I, that's a good question. Like, We'll I, have to dig into the that. The hotel it's bar. He's, like, hanging out at the hotel that's bar. That's what I'm saying. So, Feeney gives them a list. There's plants that need water, plants that need vitamins, and plants that need to be turned in the sun. Check, check, um, check. Yeah. I was going to say yeah. Sarah can relate to this. Yeah. Like if you it's really hard. It's like one thing to get a house sitter. It's another thing to get a pet sitter. And it's a yeah. third thing to do. Get a person that can be your plant sitter as well. I would need somebody to like really, really take care of everything. Yeah. No, like don't count on me for that because there's no way I'm going to keep your plants alive. Yeah. Um, so Amy gives, immediately, like, throws the keys to Corey, and it's like, don't kill the plants. Like, all right, Which is Amy. like, Amy, you know, like, you know Corey's not, like, I mean, Corey tries to be responsible, but he always gets dragged into things. Yeah, way too no, easily. This, exactly. Um, so, of course, Corey and Sean go, immediately go over to Feeney's, and, like, Sean is looking at everything. He's so curious about what Feeney's oh, house looks like. I would absolutely go through everything. Are you kidding me? If I was at Feeney's house, every single object in that house would be inspected. There would not be a book left unturned. There would not be a statue <laughs> not evaluated. I would look at every single detail and every single knickknack, every single cabinet, every single drawer, every single room, every single closet, every I would look under every single bed. Like, are you kidding me? I would I would spend all damn day there. I would. I really, really would. Especially Feeney. And I especially I said to you once that I would not go through the nightstand. At Feeney's house, we are looking in the nightstand, <gasps> ma'am. Oh, my gosh. The audacity. What kind of handcuffs does Feeney keep in his nightstand? Ew, why would you want to know? What kind of toys are in oh. the Feeney house? And I'm telling you, there ain't going to be no Victorian dolls, but there will be secrets up in there. Oh, my God. Um, Here's the thing. Like, if it was my teacher's house, like... Of course, I'd be going through all their stuff. Yes. Of course I would. And yeah. Feeney, especially Feeney's house, because you know he has like antiques and like he's traveled. There is antiquities. Cool shit. How many yeah. diaries are there? How many yeah. shrines can we find? Like, are you kidding me? I would spend all damn day in Feeney's house looking at every single thing. Except all Sean wants to do is go jump on his freaking bed. <laughs> I would not jump on beds, but jump on jumping on beds is not fun. I don't know why jumping on beds has rumored to be fun. And I see no monkeys, no monkeys are. I think like people are like, oh, those those monkeys are having fun jumping on the bed. But I will not be on any beds jumping. (laughs) So Corey, meanwhile, is watering the plants. And of course, he thinks he sees his history paper. But good old Feeny Con, good old Feeny Prank. Yeah. He's like, ha ha, gotcha. 
Um, and Sean screams because he thought he saw a poster of himself, <laughs> but it was a mirror. Uh, yeah, no, it was actually a poster it, of Sean, I, though, yeah, right? It, I, think it was a, I think it was a poster of himself. It definitely was. Yeah, I think so. Um, and so he says there's three bedrooms, a six-foot round tub, jets, beach, what? Yeah. I mean, honestly, Feeney's house is a top a tier. Yeah. B&B. Um, and this is when Sean has his idea for the economics project. Um, and he, of course, we all know what it's going to be. Um, so uh, then we get Eric at like what I think is like a hotel bar. Because like, yeah. it makes sense. If you're going to like this camping convention, they usually have them at hotels. And yeah. then people stay there. And so he's at this hotel bar. And he calls himself Dylan Hightower. Um, he was on the cover of Four Bees magazine. <laughs> <laughs> Not the Four Bees. The Four Bees. That joke. I don't know why it was so funny to me, but the Four Bees joke <laughs> killed me. <laughs> <laughs> For Four Bees, because I think it was because one of those things that, like, as a kid, I didn't understand. Like, I didn't yeah. get the joke. Yeah. And now I do. Now you get it. Yeah. Um, and the bartender immediately clocks him. She's yeah. like, "This is your first convention. You work for your daddy." Yeah. He's like. Can I have a root beer? Um, a beer. And she's like, you can have a root beer. Yeah. Actually, no. Um, and she slides the drink and Feeny catches it. And of course, Feeny uh, is there. How is Feeny there? Feeny's. Because he followed Eric. Following Eric. But he says that he's not following Eric. He mm-hmm. says that he's not. He's, he denies it. Um, so yeah. So like, what's the logistics? He's staying at this B&B. But in reality, he's hanging out at the hotel bar. I think... Here's the situation because he says he's going to be having dinner in the hotel with a lady friend. So I think maybe. he just is go- meet- visiting the maybe she here's my OK, here's the thing. She's staying. Oh, I know what it is. OK, because they like to play like cat and mouse. So she books a room at the hotel and they plan on having dinner in the hotel. Mm-hmm. And depending on how it goes, they can either go back to the Feeney suite in the B&B or part ways. So Feeney wants a backup plan. This is my okay. um, theory. Fine. Um, that's fine. But I just feel, I just, I don't like the situation that Feeney finds himself in. I mean, no, it's not a good situation. Um, so we, we get more information on Feeney. And this is when he tells Eric about all of this stuff. So... Um, and we don't get a ton of Feeny background. Like, that's why it makes episodes like this, like, so special and so Yeah, important. so exciting. Yeah. So, apparently, he's waiting to have dinner with a lady friend in the hotel. Um, and I love Eric. how Eric's like, why don't I know about her? <laughs> <laughs> Feeny's like, I don't ask you about your girlfriends. <laughs> um, so, he's known her for 15 years, which is, like, a, it's a pretty decent that's a amount of time. That's a long time. Yeah. They're both um, teachers. Yes, she's also a teacher. She's the female Feeney. Um, and three to four times a year they meet up. And they always, every time, every single time they have dinner, they at, one of them asks the other one to give it all up. And he says, this year is my turn. Um, and she'll smile and she'll ask, why can't we just keep things the way they are? And then he'll say, if that's what you truly want. And then he'll go home. Right. And and, and that's the end and of And he claims that, like, it goes back and forth. Like, sometimes when yeah. they visit, like, sh- he asks. Sometimes when they visit, she asks. Right. Like, it's not always Feeney asking, apparently. 
Um, and yeah. her saying no, sometimes it's the other way around. But because they apparently both like their jobs and where they're at. But I don't yeah. I don't know. It makes me so sad that Feeney's in this position where it's like he's in this like non-relationship relationship. And it's like monopolizing a lot of his emotional capacity to find love. Um, I just like I don't like the stagnant situation. It's not fun. I mean, like. I mean, I'm trying to. So, okay, so he had a wife for a long time, we know, and then she died. We know that. And then it seems like ever since then, he's had this will they, won't they with this woman. And it's just sad because you just want happiness for poor Feeney. And it's like, can't we just find him somebody who's local? Yeah. And he, I mean, he likes, unless, no, this woman's not the dentist. He, no. I think he loves this woman, and I think that he does. Like, I yeah. think like the dentist is just like somebody that he hooks up with. Oh, it's like a friends with benefits, probably. Right. Yeah. But like he, just it seems that stands. he really, really likes this woman, or love yeah. maybe even loves this woman. Probably his first love, probably his only love since his wife passed away. So yeah. it's kind of sad that it's just not working out. Yeah, and we'll get into that a little bit more later. But meanwhile, um, Sean is at Feeney's house. He's ready to start working on his school project. Um, And he tells him, oh, yeah, I've turned Feeney's house into a bed and breakfast. There's nothing to worry about. Um, Guests are checked in. There's the Timmers. Um, And I don't understand how all of these adults think that Corey and Sean are adults. I, I think that like they're just not asking questions. Like sometimes there's like a real family atmosphere to um B and B's. I've never seen a child work one. But. Let me have my child check you in. Um yeah, it's ridiculous. Um and I love how Sean basically says, like, listen, Feeney wanted this to happen. He gave us the keys. Yeah. He knew I had this project. <laughs> this is him making this happen for us. Right. And Corey's just like very, very worried. He's worried about all the stuff. Um and he's even surprised to see another helper. Yes. So we have Topanga being the concierge. Wow, um, Topanga. Like, ridiculous. She even says, like, she does all this just to get money. Like, who Topanga, is this girl? You're rich. You just had a sweet 16. How much, like, money do you need? What, she said that she wanted money so she could go shopping or something? Like, who is this Topanga? This is not the Topanga we know. I don't know. But I don't mind this Topanga that's like, no, I'm it's, here it's for funny. the scam. So we have, right, so we have the Timmers, and then the Moore Parks are the ones who are napping. Apparently, they're newlyweds. Um, and then we have <coughs> Girl! the old, what? Excuse they me? said they're newlyweds. No, before that. The Moore Parks? No. You the said Timmers? apparently they're what? Newlyweds. Before that. I. They're napping. Jessica. They're what? fucking they're fucking the whole entire time. I know time. what they're doing. I'm saying what they said they were doing. No, they were definitely. They were like, oh, they're like in the room. All yeah, they're napping. The- is what he he said. Keep your voice down. The Moore Parks are napping. He That's said, what he that says. Yes. Okay. I just wanted to make sure you knew they. were I not. know what they were doing, okay. especially because of the end scene. Um. So and then there's the Dutch couple, and I just love how like. 
um, Sean is trying to sell everything in Phoenix. <laughs> oh yeah, everything's for sale. Everything that you see everything here is for, is sale. for sale. Love how Sean all of a sudden speaks Dutch. In the last episode, he spoke Italian. He has a real knack for languages now. He's so good at languages. He really missed his calling at like traveling. I mean, maybe he should have left yeah. school and just traveled around like he wanted he to. Probably should have get a bus to Paris. He, he could speak. <laughs> he should. He should get a bus to Paris. He can speak Dutch. He can speak Italian. He spoke. Mm-hmm. He can speak um, other languages. I've yeah. seen. He's spoken a lot of languages on the show. Um, fantastic, amazing. Uh, back to Feeny and Eric. So we see Eric still at the bar, and um, she we, he's talking to the wait or the, excuse me, the bartender woman. Um, and he's like, she's like, oh, who's Feeny? He's like, oh, he's my teacher. He's my neighbor. He's really concerned with where my life is going. He's bugged our entire house. He has collages of us up in his rooms. <laughs> you know, the huge. Just the normal stuff in yes. life. And like, I don't understand this woman. She's just like, everybody's charmed by Eric. She wants to buy him dinner. Do you want to go out with me? And he's like, absolutely, I do. But then he turns around and then he sees a sad Feeny sitting very sad, sitting all alone. Like, and he's like, and, you know, he's like, as much as I want to go with you, I have to help my friend. And I I just like, I was like, oh, my gosh. And like, you can tell that he wanted to go on the date, but like, there's no way he's going to let Feeny be sad all by himself. No. And it was very sweet. Um, And so he he goes over to Feeny and he says, you know, how are you? Are you all right? And Feeney kind of opens up to Eric and he says, you know, I look forward to this every year. I look forward to seeing her. We always part like friends. We always say no. Um, and Eric asks if, um, if they'd be willing to give up the lives they've made. And Feeney says that he isn't a risk taker. He missed his chance at true love. Um, which like, it's really sad to think about. Like, you know, I don't know that that's necessarily true though, because like he was married Mm -hmm. and, I personally don't believe that, like, there is only one person in the entire world for everybody, right? Like, people can meet you at different times. Sometimes the timing doesn't work out in relationships. Sometimes, you know, sometimes things just don't work out. And so I feel bad for Feeney here. And I feel like he regrets all these 15 years of not just giving it up. And and going to be with of her. not yeah like of not taking that risk taking that chance and yeah. um going uh following your heart and not yeah. you know he, Phoebe's a very logical person a very practical person I don't think that yeah. it's he's the type of person to take a risk and potentially lose or like not progress in his career um for love it is extremely sad. I think that um I think that when you lose a spouse, especially young or maybe even especially old and you feel like that th- like how else are you going to find somebody that you love yeah. as much as them? Like you feel like it's impossible. I think it's possible. I mean, I think that maybe Feeny hasn't been ready to open up his heart to somebody else fully. Yeah. Um 
I and he also puts a lot of focus on his career. Like yes, his passion is his career. Yeah, his and students. he takes that so seriously, and he doesn't want to uproot his entire life because yeah. he's so grounded in in his job. Right, exactly. But I think that this does make me sad, and obviously. Just because the woman is a woman doesn't mean that she should feel any differently either. Of course. Of so, course. Every and I, I like that. I actually like that about this storyline that like she wasn't willing to move either. They're both the same in that way. Yeah. Um, and it's just the timing hasn't worked out. They've never neither one of them has ever been willing to, I, to move. I wish this show ultimately like let Feeney find love. Like Yeah. I think that would have been um a nice a nice little touch. Like once again, I know it's this show's not really about Feeney, but I think that they could have incorporated a new but relationship. Is a, there is no Boy Meets World without Feeney. That's the thing. Yeah, no, like, there's he's not. a major part of the show, and like it wouldn't have hurt them to have him find love beyond his job and and yeah. educating D- these kids. Does he? Um, I'm trying to remember if he he might have had like a relationship said, with the dean. He's had dates. Yeah, I want to say later on, maybe. Oh. Does. Okay. Does he? See, I don't remember. Uh, he might have married. I think he, he might have married <gasps> oh, the he Dean. Does. Okay, good. So we take it all back. We're happy for Feeney. Uh, what kind of fans are we? Um, listen, I don't remember things. Um, But Feeney says that love can come at any time. Um, And he says, you know what? You've got your friends. So then Feeney, this is very cute. And this is the stuff that I love. Like, I love the Feeney-Eric relationship. And Feeney offers to take Eric to dinner. And I love him being like, something riskier? Let's hit the town. Check out the action. Cruise for chicks. And I love. I love I that. Love, um, yeah, Feeney says, cruise for chicks. And Eric says, and their mothers. And their mothers. <laughs> I, I mean, I, so like, Feeney, Feeney, you go pick up a 20-something-year-old. Why not? Oh, yuck. <laughs> what? I mean, what? Consenting to too old for that nonsense. Let he needs Feeney. someone, like, wise and educated and sophisticated. That's who he needs. And sure. someone who's going to spice his life up. Sure. Um. So back at the Feeney household, Corey, I love this scene. Corey is playing piano and all the guests are, like, singing. It's so good. It's And he's yeah. so joyful and happy and living his best life. And they tip life. so well. These people like 20s, are 20s, 20s, 20s. Yeah. These people inspire me for my next side gig. These two uh, episodes. Yes. Is that right? <laughs> I I mean, um, they're all about making money. Like, this is the story arc, the two-episode story arc about how Corey and Sean need money. Yeah, right? And this is the – these. that's what these are definitely about, is everybody needs money. Um, and um, I, I love Topanga being like, don't forget, tomorrow we have a nature trail, wear comfortable <laughs> shoes. Um, and Corey is like, I know we're going to get caught. We'll need this money for bail. Um, and Sean is like, we're not going to get caught. They're all leaving tomorrow. And Corey says, well, we have to get caught like that. Would the world wouldn't be in the right order if we didn't get caught? Yeah. He's like, this show wouldn't be Boy Meets World if we didn't get caught. Yeah. We have to learn a life, a valuable life lesson. Um, so they have to figure out breakfast for the following morning, which Corey is such a little shyster. He like, he's like, oh, okay. We don't say grace enough in this household. So everybody has to bow their heads for grace. Start and then picking up this 
pancakes one by one and throwing it yes. to the back while who is it like Sean catches them yes yes he Sean is in the, is outside catching these pancakes great arm on Corey apparently um and uh and then he says grace and then they like apparently like all these house guests at this B&B are super kind and they're like the Timmers did the dishes everybody cleaned up after them yeah they're like we because you were such great hosts we decided to help you clean up like bitch what in what world um and of course Feeny comes home and so Corey is like yes the universe still cares about us but as soon as Feeny comes in the two couples are leaving through the back door yeah, everybody's leaving through the back door, and Feeney ended up forgetting a bag in his car. So Sean is like, okay, everybody out, everybody out. And they're, everybody's like, oh, we'll just share a cab together. It'll be so much fun. We are um, the Dimas. Yes, that's the all, Dimas. That's what they can say. Um, yeah. And then, um, and I, I didn't, like, what, didn't they also steal, try to steal something? Arnie took Feeney's statue, but they did drop it back off. That's nice of them. Um, and that is when, like, Sean puts it back. He's like, oh, we were just, like, polishing it up or whatever. Yes, yeah. And um, Feeney is, um, asked them, like, how the whole B&B went. And they're like, how yeah, did how you know? how much did you make? How did you make? How did you know? Oh, the cabbie told me um, when I gave him the address that it was a great bed and breakfast. Yeah, get the room with the jacuzzi. And I, and then... Uh, Sean is like, oh, I forgot to deport the cab driver. Sean, what is wrong with you? Sean, that's very not very up. nice of you. That's not a very funny joke. Yeah, no. Um, and how much did I they love, make? Uh, I did they say? I, they I didn't did. write it down. If I feel they like did, it was a good amount of money. It was a good amount because he knew how much Feeney was going to be paying at his B and B, so he yeah. charged appropriately, right? And you have yeah. the jacuzzi, which charge I feel like for they mean at least a thousand dollars. Yeah, but unfortunately, he all has went to give to it all to Feeney until know. he goes to college. I feel, oh, actually, that was like a really nice thing. Like I'm going to save it for that. you until you go to college. That's like when yeah. I get to a certain age. Um, I love this thing. When I have a kid, um, like, I'm going to make them pay rent, but I'm going to take all the rent money and put it away for them. Yeah. For when they're independent. Like, how nice That's is that? That's a good that? idea. And Isn't then you have so a big nice? chunk of money to give. Yes. yes. And I love how Feeney is like, you know what? You're in trouble as usual, but I do have a soft spot for risk takers, which, like, I like that Feeney can even learn, like, Tiny lessons along Feeny the way. Feeny learned as well. a lesson. Like how yeah. nice is that? Feeny learned it a lesson great. himself. It is, and like it's very sweet. Um, and he says like, "Oh yeah, you're definitely going to college. You have the smarts, and you'll get into college." Which like probably not a lot of people have said that to Sean, and so I feel like that's like a really important thing, and has a lot of weight coming from Feeny. You yeah. know, because Feeny has really high expectations and high standards for people. Mm-hmm. Um, very cute. And then we get the final scene, which is Feeney knocking on the door for the honeymoon couple. They paid for two nights and he says, you have to vacate my bedroom immediately. Checkout time is now. Um, apparently a girl just walks in in a nurse outfit and then leaves. And he's like, I know when love comes, you must seize it. I was young once. And we get this like elderly couple leaving the room. <laughs> It's like, hey, oh, they've had an exciting couple of nights. Hey, yo, <laughs> love that for them. Did you see yeah. a nurse outfit? It was Panga in a maid outfit. 
Oh, is that what it was? Yeah, it was Topanga, and she was in a maid outfit. I what nurses mis- are? Yeah, what nurses are? I misunderstood the whole thing. I thought it was like some type of threesome situation. No, 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 no. It, Topanga <laughs> is not part of the threesome. The menage. It was Topanga in a maid's outfit, and she was like Ooh. cleaning, and then. <laughs> Um, I mean, unless like Topanga, like this was part of the excursion, but this I don't think so. This is very funny. The part of the excursion. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Um, uh, amazing. Yeah. Did you know that this is the one episode that shows the inside of Feeney's house besides from like a window? This isn't surprising. I feel like I love Feeney's house. I want to move to Feeney's house. It's, it's beautiful. Yeah. So cozy. There's a jacuzzi. I love Feeney's house. All those knickknacks and statues. Yeah. No, he has a really nice house. It has like a very like antique vibe. Yeah. You know. Love it. Um, I, love I love this Feeney's house. I want to move to Feeney's house. Love Feeney. Love a Feeney episode. Thought the B and B was funny. I love that we now know who B and B is. We might know. We who is. I think we might know who. We still B&B might need is. to hire the detective um, babysitters. This is a out. job for the detective babysitters. <laughs> I still can't remember if that's actually what they do or not. <laughs> the baby the babysitters club has detective books. Well, then I'm right. I don't remember how this all started, but uh, I remember this being a thing. Yeah, I said that they don't <laughs> solve mysteries, but they have solved mysteries. I lied. Okay, so there you go. I didn't lie. Right. I just like recently remember. Yeah, yeah. Um. Okay, let's get into our fashion hour. Um, we're gonna start, of course, with the Rachel Green Award for the most '90s outfit. I had to start. This is a. This is from um the first episode we discussed, Easy Street. I had to start with Eric's sweater. Um, this is yeah. when he's in the store, like comforting Lonnie, and she like rubs her nasty snot all over his sweater Ew. because it, it gives me like a big '90s dad sweater vibes. It's. Like a V-neck um, sweater with like it's kind of like a dark olivey green, um, and it has this like almost like a wallpapery pattern. <laughs> it looks so cozy. It's like a Christmas sweater, like a yeah, an ugly Christmas sweater, but it's not that it ugly. Is. It looks yeah. itchy. Yeah, it does kind of look itchy, and he's wearing like a medium wash denim jean, of course, mm-hmm. and some type of like gray t-shirt or white t-shirt underneath it. Yeah, his hair is swoopy as always. Ah, uh, yeah, it's like very, um, very nineties sweater. Now you can find this at your local thrift shop, Goodwill. Yes. Like, I mean, there Absolutely. are like a dime a dozen now, but yeah. I think that this is very like Christmas sweater appropriate, as this was the Christmas episode. Yes. Um, up next, you know the rule is when I see an overall, it must go in the fashion hour. And Amy was wearing overalls. Um, <gasps> Amy, <laughs> what do you why are you wearing overalls? <laughs> and this is in the B and B episode when Feeny's giving her um, the keys. She's wearing like a light wash denim overall with white ribbed sweater underneath. She has like a choker with little dangly bits. Um, her hair I think is actually looking quite cute. Like it still has that '90s flair, but it's not as like poofy and layered mm-hmm. as it was previously um and she's wearing i can't really tell what her, her shoes are to be honest they kind of look mm-hmm. like maybe like keds or something it's really hard to tell though in yeah the episode yeah maybe a converse something along those lines what kind of yeah. like hole did oshkosh bagosh 
have on yes. the 90s shows. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So those were my two picks. I only had two picks. Oh, the okay. So which one are you vibing? I mean, with? I do like like the undershirt with Amy has like an eyelet sweater detail. It's yeah. pretty, but I like ho, 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 bitches. It's almost the Christmas season. Let's give it to Eric and his Christmas sweater. Right. Yeah, we're a little early for us personally to be talking Christmas, but that's okay. We're not, we got to talk Thanksgiving around Thanksgiving. So I feel like our timing isn't that far off here. I mean, we got to talk um, about Thanksgiving around Halloween and now we're talking about Christmas during, we're like a month ahead. We are. We're a little bit, we're a little ahead. But it's better than talking about, like, Christmas in July. Um, yeah. So next up, the Paul Rudd Certificate of Timelessness. Congratulations to Paul Rudd, by the way, who won People's, like, Sexiest Man. And I agree. I do think that he's the sexiest man. He is sexy. He's you know very what? sexy. Funny, sexy. Gotta yes. say it. And I do want to put my, my, my opinion in there. I do agree that I think that men think Ryan Reynolds is attractive and think that that's what women think is attractive. But I think it's for the, I think Ryan Reynolds is for the male gaze. And yeah. I think that Paul Rudd is for the female gaze. And I saw this whole entire thing. Like if you go to Chris Hemsworth's Instagram. I know this okay. is off topic, but if you go to Chris Hemsworth's um, um, Instagram page, yeah. there is a distinct difference about which pictures are for men and which pictures are for women. This women do most women. I know like everybody's different. Most women are not interested in looking at all the workout like buff like no armpits. I never want to see now, that like, don't make me feel guilty do, I'm not about to work out now what we do find attractive on Chris Hemworth's Instagram this is for the female gaze while the workout pictures is for the male gaze this is my hypothesis like I'm gonna die on this hill um <laughs> sorry I had to get this out and this is like the only place That's that we fine. can get this out now if you scroll down on Chris Hemsworth's pictures and you see him in this black shirt yeah pulled down and kind eyes this picture is for the female gaze this is a photo for women. Because they want While, emotionally available yes. men. Well, this picture of him punching a punching bag with his arms is for men. Women, yeah. most women. Because men are like, I want my arms to exactly. be like that. Most women do not want no this picture. I don't want that at all. Exactly. Now, this picture of Chris Hemsworth on a, on a bike in a beautiful setting is for women. I do want to see you on a bike with your hat and on. Um, I do want to see that. That's correct. Don't need to get into a 10 minute conversation about Chris Hemsworth Instagram. Yeah. The, this picture of Chris Hemsworth with pizza. I Women. do want to see. Yeah. I want to see all the pizza. I do want to see that. This is ridiculous. Chris Hemsworth. Um, hold on, one more. One more. Chris Hemsworth. <laughs> This video where he's measuring his arms at the gym. Are you serious? That's so stupid. Is for men. That picture is not for women. So I, this is um, my new hypothesis. Um, It's not my personally, like I I saw this elsewhere and I 100% agree with this. If you would like to go through Instagrams and talk about what's for the male gaze and the female gaze, 
I will go through it because I have opinions on this. Now, um, what were we doing? We were, t- <laughs> we were talking about Paul Rudd because it's time for the Paul Rudd. Oh, yes. yes, yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, so, yes, I do think that Paul Rudd is hot. There you go. So first up, we have Topanga in her concierge outfit. She is wearing a beautiful blue dress. Um, It is like a deep, kind of like a sapphire blue. She has spaghetti straps. It has like a nice scoop neck. Her hair is pulled back half up, half down in like a cute, like velvety black barrette with like a little gem in the middle. Um, And she's wearing these um, almost like uh, chunky high heel strappy sandals. And the dress even has like a nice silk um, bottom part. I don't know what it's called. Wrap little silky part. Ah, like a satin trim. There you go, satin trim. Satin trim. Yeah, like I, I I really think this blue, this royal cobalt blue color is beautiful on Topanga. Mm-hmm. She doesn't wear it often. She's more of a red girl, but this picture, I mean, this dress, this color is beautiful on her. Mm-hmm. Hair looks good. I like the shoes. I mean, this is like a timeless dress. Like yeah, you there's could, a lot to like here. Yeah, you could wear this dress at any time. Uh, next up, we have Sean. This is his dock working outfit. So he's wearing a, a lot of black. He's wearing a black peacoat, black leather gloves, black scarf, and a black beanie. And underneath, I took other pictures because I imagine this is what he's wearing underneath this. Looks like a very cozy, dark, dark gray sweater with some metal buttons, kind of like a Henley style at the top. Um, really love this outfit for Sean. Yeah, I think that Sean's outerwear is very nice. I mean, mm-hmm. I can never complain at all black and the black scarf and the beanie yes. and the black gloves is very nice. The shirt itself underneath is really nice. Now, do we dock the points for the spermy brows? I mean, I don't think we can because we're going to have to dock him for the rest of the season if that's Why would the case. he do this to his brows? Who plucked his brows? I want to know I names. don't know. I, I know. It's very concerning. Let's look at the IMDb makeup department um, and <laughs> dox, can blame? dox this person. Um, no, but I like the outerwear and the shirts. Mm-hmm. The shirt's fine. I think I like the outerwear more than the shirt, but I like it. Yeah. Um, and last up, we have Corey here. This is when Sean comes to visit him uh, in the early morning on the dock scene. Um, and he's wearing the reason I chose this because I thought the sweater Corey was wearing a lot of nice sweaters. These episodes, um, Corey is wearing a similarly colored, so kind of like a dark gray sweater, but it has a zipper instead of the buttons at the top. And I just think like something like this type of sweater is a very classic wintry sweater. I really like this sweater a lot. I think that's like very classic. And it's like a little bit raised on the neck. And I like the zipper. It looks like a really, really nice sweater. I like it a lot. So who are you giving your point to? Oh, goodness. Um, I know there's a lot of good options today. I mean, I really like Corey's sweater. But I think ultimately, like, Sean's outerwear is what is going to take it home. For me okay so congratulations week. to sean and to eric for your awards amazing amazing i really like these episodes spectacular um okay kimberly fialo and karen doll of the makeup department <laughs> i have words for you and i want to know or or it could be steve hick or ellen allen whoa um <laughs> 
uh, at the costume and wardrobe department. One of those people are responsible for Sean's brows, and I will which one of you was speak it? Speak to you. It could have been Ellen Allen because she has a name, a name. Ellen Allen, two because L's. She has a name. Ellen, two L's and Ellen, two L's and Allen. It's a lot. Whoa, it's a lot. Yep. Amazing. Um, yeah, I liked these episodes. I feel like these were really fun to chat about. I feel like we have not had a ton of duds in season four. Like no. singled out is like my main word complaint. Oh uh, no, I like singled out. We're dudless. 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 But next week we're coming back with another two episodes here. So season four, episodes fourteen and fifteen, Wheels and Chick Like Me. And we're not alone. We're not alone. So many guests, which I love. I love having guests on. And of course, this person should be familiar to you all because she has joined us, I believe, twice before. I think this is her third appearance. Um, Kayla is coming back to chat with us. I'm really excited. Yay! Uh, it's going to be fun. All right. Um, I'm excited. Sarah, what, what else do we have um, coming up for our dear listeners? Yes, this coming up Saturday, we are releasing our second movie for... Julia Roberts month, um, mm-hmm. Runaway Bride with our friend Kears. Um, yeah. So much fun. So much fun. There's like um, a big surprise that's a that's awaiting. Probably my most interesting internet find. Yes. That I've ever Cannot found. Cannot wait for everyone to hear yes. all about that. It's yes. very, very fun. Also, this weekend, you and I are having um, a slumber party. And what we're going to do there is record the our reactions to the first episode of Felicity. Yes, yes, we've never we've never seen Felicity. We haven't. Um, But people want us to talk about Felicity, so we are doing it. Um, Catch us. um, Follow along at Shanae's Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Um, you know, follow me at Sarah Frickinson. Check out our website, www.shit90spod.com, where you can leave a voicemail or send us feedback or give us a review. All of that's good stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's up with you, Jessica? Um, we are in the heart of community right now. Season two community, some of the best episodes of all time. Um, so check that out over at Post Show Recaps. And of course, I talk about this every week. Grace, myself and Josh are covering Succession also at Post Show Recaps. I'm really enjoying the season. We're over halfway through it. So go check that out as well and subscribe. Um, it's It's been a really fun time. So check that out. You can also find me at the Jess Sterling on Twitter. Um, I think that's all we have today, but we will be back next week with more Boy Meets World coverage. As always, if you know what B&B stands for, please let us know. We're on the hunt. I think we know. We may have, we may have figured it out. I think I out. figured it out. <laughs> but thank you all for listening. We will talk to you all next time. Bye. Just ask. 90 shows taught me. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.